And you know what's bad for the Bulls? When and I know it's only the first quarter and it's the NBA, and you know my rule in the NBA, you want to be down at least fifteen at the half. Yes. But the Bulls are down right now fourteen twelve to the Hornets. And uh I kinda liked the Hornets in that game. I think right now the Bulls are I'm gonna say in probably the worst spot in the NBA. In the entire NBA? Well, the, you got the Wizards are there too. I was going to say the Wizards are in a pretty bad spot. But I would argue, like, because you're in basketball hell, you're not bad enough to get a lottery pick this year, and this is the year I would argue you want a lottery pick. Yep. And then, like, what's the, what's the plan moving forward? And two pretty good markets. Like, people should want to live in D.C. People should want to live and play in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's just not the case. And we're watching these smaller market teams, which I'm all for, like Milwaukee, Memphis, even Denver. It's just crazy. Like, if you would have told me 20 years ago when I first started watching NBA basketball but that, like, we would hit 2023, and these are the teams that we're talking about. Yeah. Because the NBA did everything, let's be honest, like everything to prevent small or mid-market teams from winning. They wanted the New Yorks, the Chicagos. Like, we'll, we'll never forget. the. It's, I mean, it's at least a little bit easier now. We, we were you blocking can... Chris Paul from just go, going and playing with Kobe. Hey, hey, hey. David Stern was just trying to keep an even playing field here. Come on. Come on. All due respect. Which is funny because there's rumors that, like, teams are teams are gauging on the trade market right now. Chris Paul, the Lakers, are met, and the Lakers are a team that was thrown out there. Like, really quick. So, the, uh, how did the Bulls get Derrick Rose? Remember? <laughs> how, how did they get the number one overall pick in that year's draft? So, like, that, was, so... that was right around the time when everybody was really throwing out the, the, the fix on the draft lottery because LeBron and Cleveland, hometown guy, Derrick Rose, Chicago, hometown yeah. guy. And that, but then what I always try to argue with people was Greg Oden, remember at the time, and Kevin Durant, massive, massive college stars. Yes. Portland and Seattle. Yes. In, in Midwest, you know what? and yeah. people not going to be able to watch the games. You want them on the East Coast. You want early games so the West Coast can see them. Yeah. It ain't fixed because they were not going to let Greg Oden go to Portland if they actually had control over it. That's actually a fair point. And then you look at it the last couple of years, clearly, like, you can't really make that argument anymore for these big market teams because we all wanted Zion in New York. Everybody mm-hmm. thought it was going to be, ha- you know, that it was going to happen. Or Ja. You thought it was either going to be Ja or Zion. I wanted Zion. the Knicks to have the number two pick. Not one. Yeah. I wanted two because I want Ja in the Madison Square Garden. That was my take. People were calling me crazy. I saved it, too. I was like, in six years, Ja will be dunking on oh. Zion. And in ten years, Ja will still be in the league and Zion won't. But I do actually worry a little bit about Ja, too. You know, about his career. I just don't know what he is once he gets the year eight, year nine. Like, is he going to develop a jumper like Derrick Rose has tried to and failed at? Because he's just not going to be that explosive. Although, he, you know what? Who knows, man? Like He goes to the basket and take takes hits, though. It reminds me of, like, Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson. Yeah. Iverson used to do that a lot, too. Yeah. And he was always getting banged up. He'd play through a lot of it. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he was way smaller than what John ja Moran is. Yeah. But that's one of the things you have to worry about is the longevity. When you take, they actually will say that for your knees, they keep track of, maybe not keep track of, but there's at least, like, an estimate on the number of dunks that a player can do because each one adds a little wear and tear. One by one. Each time you go up, you come down, you land on the floor, even with the great sneakers they got now. Yeah. It's still it's still an issue. So, But I was with you on the John Morant from the beginning. The only other person at the previous network I was at that agreed with me was our friend Chris Miles of NBA TV when we worked together. And he's the witness to it. I said it from the beginning. said, Ja will have the better career because Zion won't be able to stay healthy. So, yeah. And, and look, there's with the trade deadline coming up in a few days, there's a chance for a lot of different teams Besides, we obviously talked about the Clippers earlier. Clippers need to go all in. Keith Smith joined us last hour. Yeah. Brought up a great point about the Clippers. Just you got an owner that's going to be willing to go all in and Steve Ballmer. And they want to win a title before the Lakers win another title. You want those bragging rights before they go to a new arena. All of it makes sense. 
But it's more than just the Clippers that have an opportunity to really change things. Though I do, I do kind of want to consider maybe a little sprinkle on the Clippers at least winning the West at plus 550. Because if they get Fred VanVleet, uh, they're going to be a much better team. Yeah. But you could say this with other teams too. Like, if the Dallas Mavericks, because they're all in. Apparently everybody's available except Luka. Now, they don't have a lot to work with necessarily, so you might have to throw some draft picks in. But if they move Christian Wood and... Dorian Finney-Smith, they said, which I love. It's like, Dorian Finney-Smith is available for a star. Yeah. Oh, cool. I We'd love to trade you a star. Here's Zion for Dorian Finney-Smith. Exactly. No, but if they can actually improve that team, with what Luka's been able to do by himself, they're 27-25. and 25. They're fifth in the Western Conference right now. If you can add a legit second star to that team, and again, I, I don't think it's going to be easy for them because they don't have a ton of assets to do it, but let's just say they're able to make that happen. That team can skyrocket in the West when they're Still only, what, five games back of the Grizzlies for the number two spot, three games back of the Kings for three. Yeah. It's still really wide open out there in the West, and one or two teams that make a move at the deadline are then going to be able to skyrocket to the top of those standings, and then, one, you lose certainly value on the futures market if you bet them afterwards, so you got to kind of predict that now. But, two, it leaves a West that's wide open that much more competitive for everybody trying to make moves at the deadline. No, I completely agree. I don't think the Nuggets are going to make a move, but you look at the Grizzlies at 11-1, to and now they're being linked to OG. I think that that's a nice mm -hmm. pickup. The only thing that would scare me a little bit, and I was on in Memphis today, is I like the chemistry that that team's built through the draft, all these young guys. I just don't know that I want to mess any of that up. Um, but if you could go out and you could get a player like OG, like you're looking at their price right now, they're 11 to 1 to win it all, and they're 4 to 1 to represent the West. I think I trust them more than I do Denver, especially if Denver doesn't make a move, which I don't expect them to do, just because they're the better defensive team, and they're going to get Steven Adams back. And the good thing mm -hmm. about getting Steven Adams back in like two weeks, he had the whole second half of the season to ramp him back up. And then you, him and Jaron Jackson are getting those minutes together, and you add OG. But, man, if the Clippers were able to get a point guard, I don't care if it's Mike Conley or if it's Fred Van Vliet because they could both run the offense and knock down shots, and that's what they need right now. Like, Terrence Mann is their best option, and he's a three. He's a better option than Reggie Jackson. Yeah. John Wall just playing basketball is a fun story, but in the playoffs, do you want John Wall playing fourth quarter minutes? I do not. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I don't know that you're getting a better price than 14-1. to 1. Like you said, even just to come out of the West, better than 5-1, to 1, plus 550. I think that those are the teams to look at in the West as far as making big moves. And then you brought up the Mavs. You're not going to get a better price if they do make a move than 14-1 to 1 in the West, 30-1 to 1 to win it all. I thought last year they had no chance to win a playoff series with just two ball-dominant guards, Jalen Brunson, Brunson and Luka, and they, they shocked me. They surprised everybody. And I don't care about COVID or, like, whatever excuse it was for the Suns. The Suns are all messed up. Their chemistry, something's been wrong there for the last couple of years mm -hmm. since that since they blew that lead against the Bucs in the finals. DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams clearly need to break up. I know Devin Booker's a great player, but they're this bad without him on the floor. I don't know that he just comes back and they're a Western Conference Finals team. So Maybe that proves that Devin Booker's the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look how bad they are without Seriously. him right now. But does like OG go into the Grizzlies? Does that move the needle for you? So I don't... Again, I know we talked to Keith Smith about this too, and he said keep in mind that when you hear three first-round picks for a player, the Knicks are one of those teams, but they're all super protected. So, like, top 20 protected, and, you know, that goes on for years. So they're not really a bunch of true first-round picks. OG's a good player. I, I just I think the market's inflated for him a little bit, but he's, he's, a young, he's a young talent that teams feel like could step up and take on, like, take on a bigger role, really like Pascal Siakam did years ago yeah. in, in Toronto where he gets to that next level. But I'm not giving up multiple first-round picks for him. I just, I it just, it just seems like too much to me. It's weird because right now too, we don't have any big stars 
that have requested a trade or they're really in the trade, any sort of trade rumors. Trey Young, it was kind of dabbled around for a little while. DeMar DeRozan, as a, maybe he's not going to be here after this season. Yeah. Trey Young, maybe after this season, he asks for a trade. It, it's not working out with Nate McMillan right now, and the Hawks are, aren't any good anyway. But you don't have that big trade rumor mill going on with big stars like you used to, where OG Ananobi is like basically the the biggest name that's out there on the market, which also kind of inflates his value a little bit, similar to like we talked about yesterday. Tom Brady retiring, Aaron Rodgers, that much more valuable to a team that wants a veteran quarterback. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And um, nobody's really like speaking out right now that they even want to get moved. Although Zach Levine with his play, like we've seen the last couple of weeks. I mean, the other, it was like two weeks ago when I had the Bulls and they're down three, three seconds to go. They call a timeout for him to shoot a mid-range jumper. You saw it a couple of weeks ago where he was called out by his teammates before they went to Paris. So I feel like he's doing everything in his power to be moved. But that's just so Bulls because a couple of years ago, remember, they were going into this full rebuild. It sounds like a bad sitcom. And that's so Bulls. It, well, it is, too, because like a couple of years ago, they were like, all right, we're going to get younger. We're going to rebuild. So they trade away Derrick Rose. They break up that like mini run that they had with Carlos, Boo, uh, Carlos Boozer and Luel Dang and Rip Hamilton. But instead of getting younger. I Rip was on that team. Remember what? That's well, right. Because he was the uh, replacement for Keith Bogans. The year that they went to the, the Eastern Conference Finals, they didn't have a shooting guard. They would start Keith Bogans, and then they would, like, rotate. Um, Ronnie Brewer would Ronnie get some run. <laughs> C.J. Watson was a point guard, but they would try him off ball with yeah, Derek. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it, was, it was not good. So no. then they went all in for Rip. He missed, like, the first half of the season. He came back for the playoffs. Then Derek got hurt. They were screwed. And that was but it. But so instead of rebuilding, they brought in Dwayne Wade, who I wanted the year that everybody was a free agent, the LeBron Miami mm -hmm. year. Uh, they bring him in eight years terrible. too late. He was terrible. Oh. And, and all the young guys hated him, yeah. like Bobby Portis and them. And Rondo with Jimmy Butler. So in the starting lineup, you have mm -hmm. three guys that can't shoot. Jimmy Butler, not from three at least. Rondo and Dwayne Wade, 40-year-old version pretty much of Dwayne Wade. It was just an absolute mess. So that's kind of like what they're doing here, though. W why bring back Zach in? Because clearly, like, him and Billy Donovan don't get along. But Because they also committed to Billy Donovan yep. for the next couple years. It's kind of like the uh, you gotta have stars, Arizona though. situation that we were yeah. talking about earlier with Kyler. Yep. They'll just get rid of they'll get rid of the coach first. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, I knew Cliff was going to get fired, but not everybody did know that because they just paid Cliff and committed to him and Kyler. It looked like they were going to be together in the next couple of years, but then they lost that wild card playoff game. They fell apart the second half of last season. They didn't just lose that they wild card awful game. Awful this year. Yeah, they didn't even show up against stumps. the Rams, man. And uh, yeah, so I just feel like now the Bulls will. They don't know what they're doing. They have no plan. They're like, okay, well, we have to sell tickets. It's fine just going to the playoffs. We're a big market team. Let's have exciting players. Let's have all-stars, right? And it's not working out. So I would like to see Zach Levine. I've decided this. Either go to Dallas and play with Luka, but I don't think they'd get along. I don't think they'd There's get along, There's only one ball. Yeah. Or go to the Lakers and at least make the Lakers relevant so we could get LeBron into the playoffs one or two more years with Anthony Davis. Because Laker, that's where he wants to be Lakers, Knicks, and Mavs are three teams I've heard are interested in Levine. Yeah. So... You know, I mean, he brings something to the table offensively, but you're not getting a guy that's going to play defense. Right. Yeah, the Lakers, I don't, yeah, that's the thing. You're, well, here's the other issue. With Zach Levine, teams know that they need to move him. You're not going to get as much as maybe you'd want to. you got a big contract. You're going to be committed for years. He just signed a new deal. So the price tag goes down a little bit. You're not going to get as much as maybe you'd want in normal uh, trade deadlines because he's just, he's, you're committed to him for a long time.
What sucks is, remember the Bulls with Lonzo? They were the number one seed in the East, and I know it was through, like, what, 36 games, 37 See, games. Honestly, that's what you guys are missing in but Chicago. Lonzo's, Lonzo Ball running that offense. That team was really good when he was the starting point guard. Yeah, him and Caruso are two of the better, two of the better on-ball defenders, perimeter defenders in the league, and you had Caruso coming off the bench. And then the other thing about Lonzo is just how much he's improved with his three-point shot. And he was, I yeah. mean, he was playing the best basketball of his career. Fix that ugly form a little bit. They look good. And that's when you had Zach and DeMar playing together. And everything was working out well because he had the facilitator, a guy to run the offense. That's that's what they're missing. And I like, like, I like Io, but, like, you know, he's he's a bench player. No, you need somebody that's, and it's what makes Fred Van Vliet important because you need to shore up that position. It's what, I know he doesn't put up a ton of assists. His assist numbers aren't huge, but Jalen Brunson. Has locked up the position in New York, and they've Man. needed that for years. The Knicks have I needed a point Jaylen guard. Brunson. And, and he's a Chicago kid, too. and it's funny because you know me. I was I was angry about it. I thought it was a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. I was like, guy in a contract year, yeah. he's never come close to these types of numbers, but he's lived up to it. And yeah. I was wrong, and I'm more than happy to admit I was wrong because he's been great for them this season. But yeah, there's there's just so many opportunities. I will make the prediction now that there will be one surprise big trade at the deadline, and by surprise it can be. I had no idea that guy was on, the, or this team was willing to sell, or this team was going all in. It's just going to be something where you go, oh, wow. How big okay. of a name? Are we talking like a John Collins name, or are we talking John about... John Collins wouldn't be a surprise. That's okay, so thing. you're going like a big... Oh, yeah, 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 okay. It would be a name that hasn't really been mentioned, and maybe a team that hasn't really been mentioned. And the reason why is... Brad Beal to the Heat. Oh, man. Get rid of Beal. Yeah. I, I mean, love the guy, but it's just... I, but again, no trade clause because they wanted to give him everything he wanted. So there right, you go. Right. But you you really have you have such a level of parity in this league, in both. And again, I, I'm more. But even though, like, I was going to say, I'm more comfortable with the teams in the East. But after the Celtics, the Bucks, their defense is suspect right now. Yeah. The Sixers, we know that James Harden will eventually flame out in the playoffs. You've done nothing to prove to me that you become a play. You've become now suddenly some guy you can count on in the postseason. It doesn't work that way. And the Nets, if Kevin Durant is healthy, okay. That may be a different story because we've seen where they are. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if the Nets make a move. The Nets are going to have to do something. Joe Harris is on the block, which is – they've got a lot of shooters on that team, but they're not getting consistent shot-making out of the guys that are there to make shots for them. So that's been a big problem. They're a finesse team. They could use some toughness. They could use maybe another big, get a guy that can defend the rim, get some rebounds for you. It's it's wide open, man. This is a wide open season in the NBA. And people have said the NBA doesn't have enough parry. It's too predictable. All the good teams win in the playoffs. Well, here you go. Look at what we're getting right now. Your wish has now been granted. No, I agree. And you look at the East, and the the team that really needs to make a move, and they've been playing a little bit better, is the Heat. The Heat are 40-1 to right now to win it all. I wouldn't touch it, but I'm just looking like, I don't think the 76ers need to make a move and mess with the chemistry that they finally I wouldn't if I'm the Sixers. No, you're finally, you're building something here. They did a lot this offseason. And that's one of the important things, they kind of already went down that road. Maxie's been so good, man. Harden looks like Harden. They're scary for now. I don't want to jinx this. I'm just going to shut up. I did this last year. I mean, I don't even like the team. I just need Embiid to be my MVP. He's not making a case, that's for sure. People remember what he did against Nikola Jokic. That's going to stand out.